welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 401. He decanted the liquid into the pan over the candles. From there he added the dried leaf, a pinch of something, and a measure of white powder. He added a splash of fluid, I assumed was simply water, stirred and poured the result through a filter and into a clear glass vial, stoppering it with a cork. He held the result up for me to see. A clear amber liquid with a slight greenish tint. There you go. Remind him to drink it all. I took the warm vial. Where was this heirloom? Codicus rinsed his hands in a porcelain bowl and shook them dry. I've heard that on the oldest par parts of the lackless lands, in the oldest part of their ancestral state, there is a secret door, a door without a handle or hinges. He watched me to make sure I was paying attention. There's no way of opening it. It is locked, but at the same time, lockless. No one knows what's on the other side. He nodded toward the vial in my hand. Now get that to the mare. It'll be best if he drinks it while it's warm. He escorted me to the door. Do come back tomorrow, he smirked a bit. I know a story about the menabras that will turn your red hair white. Oh, I only work on one family at a time, I said, not wanting to risk getting bogged down in endless court gossip. Two is the absolute most. Right now I'm working on Alvaron and Lackless. I couldn't bring myself to start a third as well. I gave an insipid smile. I put myself all in a muddle. That's a shame, Codicus said. I travel quite a bit, you see. Many of the noble houses are eager to host the mayor's own arcanist. He gave me a sly look. This makes me privy to some rather interesting facts. He opened the door. Think on it, and do stop back tomorrow. I'll have more on the lacklaces at any rate. I was at the door to the mare's room before the vial had a chance to cool. Stapes opened the door to my knocking and led me to the mare's inner rooms. The mare Alvaron was sleeping in the same position I had left him in. As Stapes shut the door behind me, one of the mare's eyes opened, and he beckoned to me feebly. You took your sweet time. Your grace, I... He motioned me forward again, more sharply this time. Give me my medicine, he said thickly. Then leave. I'm tired. I'm afraid it's rather important, your grace. Both eyes opened, and the smoldering anger was there again. What? He snapped. I moved to the side of the bed and leaned close before he could protest my improper tea. I whispered, your grace. Codicus is poisoning you. And that's the page and the chapter. Wow. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. He's bold. <laughs> Very bold. This is the first time this has occurred to me, but what if uh, poisoning the mayor is for the greater good and Quoth is actually doing some greater evil by preventing the poisoning? Just a thought. Uh, it would be certainly in keeping with Quoth's many follies to act for what doing what he thought was right and ended up doing some greater evil. Uh, not that I have any evidence for this. It's just a thought. What I really want to talk about today is the description of the lackless thing. 
because now it's a door. Yeah, it's not a it's not a box. It's a door. But that could just be Codicus like having the wrong end of the stick about the myth. Like, you know, Codicus strikes me in this scene as someone who really wants to impress this rube with just how clever and mysterious and, you know, knowledgeable he is, how how in he is with all the different families at court. But he might actually just be a bit of a dummy and and not actually be doing his research. This descriptor though about the the lockless door in this case sounds an awful lot like the four plate door minus the copper plate. Ah, yeah, Jordana, you scooped me. It does sound an awful lot like the four plate door. What if these doors just lead to each other? Well, what if the lockless lands are where the university is? What if those are the oldest part of the lockless lands? But I mean, I don't know, but that sounds great. I love it. I guess that's not impossible because the lack like aristocrats often own land that is not contiguous, but it seems like a bit of a stretch. Well, it's it's all part of this. It's also part of the story, right? Like obviously this branch of lacklaces are in Vint, but we also know that there's lacklaces all over the place. There's people related to the lacklaces. There's low close, um, you know, there's mm. lot, there's lackless, there's, there's lacklith, like, right? There's like cadet branches. So there's branches, branches of the lack. Exactly. And so there's branches of this family all over the place. And what if this detail from the story, you know, predates the vintage branch? Like Codicus has heard it and sort of assumes that it's in the vintage branch's lands because that's what he's talking about. But if this detail of the story is like the oldest lands of the lackless family, the lackless family extends all over Tamarant. If the oldest part is the... Um, is the university, then there you go. And as, and yeah, um, there's, there's no indication, like they don't, maybe they just don't own the land anymore. Maybe they ceded it to the university, but there's also sort of the question of like, is it a door? Is it a box? And to that, I think there's a couple of reasonable explanations. One is that um, the box is a red herring uh, that like, they have sort of misunderstood what the box is that they are meant to keep closed. uh, And it's actually, the uh the door another one is that they're connected somehow and another one is that it's sort of like a uh sort of like a translation error where somewhere in the story it got muddled where in this story it's it's a door that's locked but actually it's a box that's locked or vice versa what is a door but the lid to a box Uh aha very true jordana very true. And as we all know from watching that episode of Futurama, what happens when the box contains your own universe? I don't know what happens. Uh, I, I, they, they just like put it somewhere. I forget what happens actually, but you know, everything's fine at the end. Put it on Orion's belt. It's fine. So we're not going to figure out exactly why Quoth believes the mayor is being poisoned till the next chapter. No. I feel like we shouldn't go over that right now. What we can go over, though, is just how sinister Codicus is made to appear in this chapter, and particularly on this page, as he's, like, mixing a a weird yellow potion, which kind of looks like piss. Um, And he's just, like, characterized in a really unpleasant way. Like, he's gossipy he's like willing to spill the beans about all these noble families and their secrets to the quote who he barely knows he seems to take pleasure in that gossip um he just like seems untrustworthy so it makes sense that quote goes oh yeah he's 
he's doing the poisoning. Which also could be malice or he could just be kind of a dope. Yeah. Although the perfect Patsy. Although he is described as like smirking. So he would also be a good Patsy if he was just a generally dislikable person who happened to be innocent of the particular crime for which he was being framed. You know, it's not a crime to be an asshole, but it does make you a good fall guy. Before we go too far from it, I just want to call back to uh, the fact that this is another example of quotes unreliability in the literature sense, in the literate sense, because he doesn't tell us at the moment that he notices that this is a poison. He just explains uh, Kodakus going through the motion and a reliable narrator would say something to the effect of he was doing a, he was actually making poison, but an unreliable narrator can gloss over that. So again, as I feel the need to always restate an unreliable narrator doesn't mean that the narrator is lying to you. It just means that they are omitting information from you for dramatic effect. In this case, he is telling us the information later, but not at the time when he notices it. So theoretically, at this point, it's it's still plausible that Codicus could have gotten the recipe for this thing that is a poison, not knowing that it's a poison because he got it from someone else. And the someone else was like, yeah, this will cure the mare. And then just might end up be making a poison without knowing that he's making a poison. It's plausible, but as a trained arcanist, he should understand the chemical principles. Like, this this seems like it's a relatively simple, like, you know, he's adding some toxic leaves and substances He's putting together, lead so into like, it. He's giving the mayor lead poisoning. That's what it is. And if he's dumb enough to not know that he's giving the mayor lead poisoning, that he shouldn't be an arcanist. So I don't think it's particularly likely that he is unwittingly poisoning the mayor because... He's an arcanist. He should know better than to put lead into something. Yeah, that's a good point. I was thinking about that too when I was like, wait, did he just say the plate was lead? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think it comes up on this page, but um, but uh, it, quote, that's what Quoth explains in the next chapter that the mayor is being lead poisoned and that some of the other ingredients in the poison are there to disguise or mitigate the effects of lead poisoning. Okay. All right, well, we'll get to it anyway. We will get there in the future pages. I don't have really many other notes on this page, save for my regular. Well, what's your regular, Jordana? Oh, wait, I do have one other thing. How does he know the plate is made of lead? Like, lead looks like other metal. I think it's... Like I would hazard that at the time, lead is more common. So if you see something that looks like lead, chances are it is lead. Whereas nowadays, when we see something that looks like lead, it's generally like faux lead for effect. Okay. Fine. I guess that's reasonable. Okay. To my regular notes. By all means. All right. This is the end of the chapter. This chapter was called Purpose. Because Quoth has to come up with a fake purpose to tell Codicus in order to get the things he wants for his real purpose, which is actually the mayor's purpose. And he has to do the mayor's purpose in order to get stuff for his personal purpose. I thought a purpose was like kind of a, a, a like mid-sized marine mammal. I almost said something really mean, but I won't. No, no, J- Jeremy, that's a porpoise. Uh, a purpose is a little bag that you carry your, your intimate items in with you all places. No, that's a, that's that's your purse. A, a, oh. a purpose is 
is when you like have a like a, a little like picture of somebody from like the the neck up. No, 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 no. That's a portrait. A purpose is the person who did a crime. No, that's the perpetrator. Uh, <laughs> I can't keep this going. <laughs> uh. mm? And my purpose is to end the page. Mm. Well, we are all moved by <laughs> okay. Jordana's purpose. And we'll provide you with porpoises on tomorrow's portrait. Uh, of <laughs> the, the perpetrator. Perpetrator.